Hello, welcome, Revelation TV viewers. This is God Day, and uh, my name is Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and today I'd love to share with you about what it means to be in Christ. This is a wonderful phrase that we see many times in the New Testament, and it means so much. It is talking about who we are and what we have because of our position in Christ. Uh, really, we could translate in Christ as in union with Christ. For instance, in 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. And so, first of all, you have to be in Christ for these promises to be for you, with in, you know, for you. But if you are in Christ, then all the promises of God, praise God, are for you. And so it doesn't depend ultimately on your works or on your personality or whatever. What matters is, are you in Christ or not? And uh, what, what you are put in Christ and Christ comes in you when you're born again. Jesus said, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. And you are born again by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You see, uh, we were in Adam. We were born in Adam. And simply by being in Adam meant we were under sin, we were under judgment. But Jesus Christ offered us uh, a way out of Adam. Uh, when he died on the cross, he took all the sin and the curse that was our inheritance in Adam. He took it on himself. And when he rose again, he uh, was the second Adam and he offered us a, a union with himself that meant that we could be put in Christ and receive all the blessings of life through our union with Christ. And so we have to say, yes, Jesus, I want you. I want to submit to your lordship, to be under your headship and to receive your salvation. And the moment we accepted Jesus, praise God, the Holy Spirit put us in Christ. That's where we are. That's our position spiritually. We are now in Christ. We are in union with Christ. And the Bible says that Christ came in us and that's by the Holy Spirit. And then we were born again. And now we are children of God. And in Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. It's all by the grace of God, simply by being in Christ. Another wonderful verse is Ephesians 1.3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So if you are in Christ, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Really what happened is when God raised Jesus from the dead, because he was totally righteous and because he had paid the price in full, God spoke every spiritual blessing into Christ and Jesus received all the blessings of God on our behalf so that when we accept Christ and we're put in Christ, all those blessings are ours too because we are in union with Christ and it's all ours by the grace of God. And as we walk with God, 
we will begin to enjoy those blessings more and more. And of course, in eternity, uh, we will enjoy those uh, blessings in full. So I want to just share about how wonderful it is to be in Christ and to realize what kind of truth this is. There, in fact, there are two kinds of truth. First, there is experiential truth. That's the truth that you're experiencing right now. But there's also positional truth. And experiential truth is, is the truth of what you can see and feel, uh, what you experience in your senses. And um, it's, it's the natural facts of, of your life and, and of your feelings. It's also called temporal truth because it's subject to change. You know, you might be feeling up or down right now, but that's temporal truth. Um, secondly, there is positional truth. Positional truth is not subject to change. Positional truth is what's true about us, you know, by virtue of our position uh, from our birth. Um, so whether I have a good day or a bad day, positional truth stays the same. It's independent of how we feel uh, or whether we've had a good day or not. Um, and so in the natural, my positional truth doesn't uh, simply originate from my parents, but ultimately it originates from Adam because we were all born into Adam and we inherit from him all the consequences of his choice. Now, for instance, some of my truth that's, that's mine by birth, I have blue eyes. I'm a man. Uh, I have certain physical characteristics. These are things that I can't change. They are mine through, through birth. And go, going back further from my parents, simply because I'm born in Adam meant that I was in a state of sin before God. I was under the curse. I was doomed to death and so forth. And all that was my positional truth in Adam. Okay? Uh, and so... Uh, there was nothing really I could do about that. That's, that's a fact of the matter. And I could do all kinds of good works, but I can't change that fact. Um, that is something that I inherited through birth. And uh, Adam, in particular, because he sinned, he died spiritually. And so we were, all had the positional truth of spiritual death. And so that was a horrible situation. We had all those things that were true about us simply because we were born in Adam. And, um, but the good news is that as in Adam we inherited the negative, so in Christ we inherit so many positive things. You might say, well, it's not fair. But just because I was born in Adam, all these things were true about me. Well... The good news is that if you've accepted Christ, Christ's offer, all the things that are uh, true for you in Christ are yours by grace. Just because you were born again in Christ, praise God, all these things are true for you. So it, it works well. And the classic uh, scripture on that is in Romans chapter 5 um, that talks about our positional truth. You know, why am I sharing this? Because this is... Your, the foundation, really, for, for your thinking and your believing because it, it gives you a rock foundation for your life. Because let's say you've had a terrible day. 
Let's say things are not going well for you in your life. Yet, uh, if you are an unbeliever, you've got nothing underneath that. You do have cause for despair. But if you're a believer, whatever happens in your life, you can stand on the truth that of who you are in Christ. Praise God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are more than a conqueror in Christ. All of these things are true because of Christ in you, and you are in Christ. Let's see how Paul explains this in Romans 5, verse 12. He says, Just as through one man, Adam, uh, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all men sinned. In other words, we all sinned in Adam. When Adam sinned, our sin, his sin came upon us. And so we were under sin by nature just because we were in Adam, in union with Adam. He was our, the head of the human race. Uh, And then it says in verse 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Uh, Even those, you know, and that death was upon us when we were a baby. Before we even committed a sin, we had that death because we were in Adam. Um, And then it says in verse 15, by by the one man's offense, many died. And so death came in through Adam's sin. Uh, And then he says in verse 16, the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation for us all. So, so far it's all bad. And then he says in verse 17, by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. And so our positional truth in Adam was terrible. But uh, he says um, in verse uh, 8, 19 even, he says, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. But the good news is, God did a wonderful work in Jesus Christ. And if we accept Jesus, what he did uh, when we believe in him is he takes us out of Adam spiritually and puts us into Christ. And that turns everything around. Um, and so in Romans 5.14, he says, Adam is a type or a picture of him who was to come. So what we're going to see is just as all that happened in the negative through Adam, it will be in the positive for us through Christ. And this is the good news. And once you get these in Christ truth truths into your heart, you will have a self-image and, and know who you are in Christ that will stabilize your life and your emotions and, and you will build your, your house on the rock of, the, of these truths, you see. So what Christ did in the, what Adam did in the negative, Christ has done in the positive for us because he becomes our new head. He becomes our new representative before God. And, um, and so he cancelled out. I need to get my uh, headphone in. He cancelled out all the negative. See, on the cross, Jesus cancelled out all the negative that we inherited from Adam. Hallelujah. Because uh, we were head, headed for hell. And when we accepted Jesus, he, he cancelled out all those, that negative, but also he gave us all the positive that was released at the time of the resurrection. When we were put in Christ, we came into all the positive inheritance. And that's 
the grace of God. Hallelujah. So Romans 5.15 says, But the free gift, the free gift in Christ, is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. So he says, just as it worked in the negative, so an abundance of grace now flows to us freely through Jesus Christ. Because whereas Adam sinned and brought the curse upon us, Christ was totally obedient to God. And he offered up his obedience to God on the cross so that we could receive that. Hallelujah. And because of that obedience, the blessing of God flowed to Christ. And if we're in Christ, that blessing is ours. Not because we deserve it, but because it, we receive it by his perfect free gift. Hallelujah. And so the key issue for our life is, are you in Adam or are you in Christ? Let's read Romans 5.16. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment in Adam, which followed one offense, which was Adam's sin, that resulted in condemnation. We were under judgment. But the free gift which followed many offenses resulted in justification. And really that's the first thing that happened. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you were put in Christ, and now that his righteousness, okay, his perfect righteousness was imputed to you. It was put to your account. Because you're in Christ, now his righteousness is yours. Just like Adam's sin was put to your account so that you were under the power of death, Christ's righteousness now in Christ is put to your account. And now God looks at you and he sees you righteous because you're in Christ. Hallelujah. And, and he declares you forgiven and righteous. And that is justification. Hallelujah. That happened the moment you received Jesus Christ as your Lord. You were clothed in his righteousness. Praise God. And then in verse 17, Romans 5, 17, it says, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one man, Adam, um, so... Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace. There's an abundance of grace for us in Christ. And the gift of righteousness, that's what I just shared about. We will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So in other words, because we are now made right through being in Christ, we now have legal access to all the grace of God and all the blessings of God are ours. And if we will live under the power of that grace, we will reign in life. We will find mastery. Now, while we trust in our flesh, we, we won't access that grace. But if we know that now the Holy Spirit lives in us and, and the grace of God is freely given to us, as, as we learn to live under the power of that grace, we will reign in life, reign as kings in life, simply because we're in Christ. Hallelujah. And then it says in verse 18, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men in Adam, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, that's Christ, that's his death on the cross, his righteous act. Now, his whole life, 
over 33 years was perfectly righteous, but in that supreme act of obedience, by giving himself up on the cross, through that righteous act, he released his righteousness for us. And so by this righteous act, the free gift, the free gift came to all men. It was made available to all men. But you, we have to say yes, we have to receive it for it to operate in us. And it says, resulting in justification of life. That means, first of all, by receiving Christ, you are justified, made righteous. And then that gives you access to the life of God, which wells up from, it, from our spirits. Because what happens when you receive Christ, you are made right before God, you're connected legally before God, and then the Holy Spirit came into your spirit and gave you eternal life, and you became a child of God. And that's why it's called the justification of life. Hallelujah. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners in Adam, so also by one man's obedience, Jesus giving himself up for us on the cross, many will be made righteous. Praise God. Verse 21 says, So as sin reigned in death in Adam, even so in Christ, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is wonderful news. It means that if you are in Christ, you are righteous. You've been made righteous before God. Your sins are forgiven. You have that legal standing before God. And now there is an abundance of grace, he says, that we have grace might reign. Hallelujah. Instead of the sin nature reigning over us, we can now, the grace of God flowing out from our spirit can uh, reign in our life. And we have eternal life. Hallelujah. And so this is what I would call positional truth. Simply because we are in Christ, we are forgiven of our sin, we are made righteous before God, and the grace of God now, which flows from the Spirit, is now available to you. Now we have to appropriate that grace. That grace is there, and you don't earn or deserve it. It's, it's like a river that is flowing out of your spirit but you access it through faith. You know, Jesus said, if you are my disciples, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free. And, and the truth is, is, includes this truth here of who you are in Christ. Once you know this truth, and once you know the promises that you have in Christ, and you believe this, you believe it in your heart, then you access that life, you access that grace that, that flows from your spirit. Praise God. And then you can begin to reign in life through Jesus Christ. So it, it, by, it's by faith that we access the grace of God. But the grace of God is there. If you're born again, the grace of God is flowing out of your spirit that, that will give you victory in your life. It, will, it is there to help you reign in life. The first victory is to reign over your flesh, to reign over your sin nature. And then it empowers you to also master the things of life, to reign in your life over outward issues. But that victory is in you. That's why it says we are more than conquerors 
through Jesus Christ. That's why it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's a, a life, a strength, the grace of God that will strengthen us to do the right things. Thank God. And so we uh, must be born again. That's what Jesus said in John 3, 3. You must be born again because until you're born again, you, your positional truth, your reality is from your first birth, which was your birth in Adam. And, and then that means bad things. Whatever you do, you're, you're a sinner in Adam and you are, you are under condemnation. Jesus said in John 3, 3, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You are cut off from the kingdom of God. And then he says, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You've got to have two births. He says the first birth, you must be born of water. And that's talking about the water of your mother's womb. You've got to have the first birth, of course. But then he says, you also need the second birth, you must be born of the Spirit. You must be born again. And so you must have a new birth. And when you have that new birth in Christ, through that union with Christ, you have a brand new positional truth. You're no longer a son of the devil, you're a son of God. You're no longer uh, heading for hell, you're hev heading for heaven. You, you're no longer under eternal death, but now you have eternal life. You're no longer a failure, but now you are an overcomer in Christ. Hallelujah. And so this is all arranged for you. But you have to say yes to Jesus. You have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then all your positional truth will change. Praise God. And then he says in verse 6, John 3, 6, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which your first birth it just produces flesh, and the Bible says, but in our flesh we cannot please God. So however much you try and dress it up, it doesn't please God. But, he says, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And so when you are born of the Spirit, when you receive Christ, you're born again, and you have a brand new spirit. That's what I want to share more about in due time, that we become a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. The old spirit and the old positional truth has passed away. He says, all things have become new. Your positional truth is all new, and all things are of God. You receive a brand new spirit because you're born of the Spirit. And now you are a child of God. You are a new creation in Christ. And that doesn't change when you have a bad day. And so let's just thank God for the positional truth. No wonder Jesus said, you must be born again. If you have received Christ, your spirit is now a brand new spirit. It's full of new life. You are a new creation in Christ. You belong to God. You've been set apart to God and you are a new creation and you, in your spirit you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are more than a conqueror in Christ and, and the power of Christ, the grace of God is freely available to you. But do make sure that you belong to Christ, that you are not trusting in yourself, in your flesh, 
in that which comes from Adam because that is under the judgment of God. Thank God Jesus took that Adamic nature and he crucified it on the cross. Hallelujah. And now he offers you a new start, a new nature, a new position. I, I just want to pray because I want to make sure that you, 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 you are in Christ. If you're trusting in yourself for your salvation, you're still in Adam. And I'm sorry, there's, there's no good thing that comes from that. You have to realize that you can't save yourself. And you have to give your heart to Christ. You have to surrender your heart and your life to Christ. And he will accept you. And you will be put supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. You'll be put into Christ. Your spirit will be changed from darkness to life. And you will have, you will enter the kingdom of God. And then all things will be yours. Hallelujah. I just want to say this prayer. Please do say it with me if, if, if it's for you to pray. Dear God in heaven, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to be the second Adam. Thank you, Jesus, for taking all my sin on the cross and for purchasing all the blessings of God for me, eternal life and forgiveness. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. Please forgive all my sins. Please give me eternal life. I receive you, Jesus, and I give my life to you. Thank you for being my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen.